0: All right, coach, let's uh, first rewind to last offseason. You leave SMU to take over at TCU. And often when coaches change programs, they have to build new relationships in recruiting. But in this case, I mean, just 40 or so miles separate these two schools. So what was that transition like when you arrived in Fort Worth already having some strong relationships in that area?
1: Yeah, certainly uh, certainly made things easier. You know, I've made some moves before. You know, from Louisiana to, to Northern California, uh, which was a a different move entirely. And this one was really pretty easy because, in a lot of ways, uh, SMU and TCU share the same recruiting footprint, um, and so. You know, obviously, DFW is always going to be our, our home and what we need to do a great job recruiting. It's going to be something that we emphasize recruiting all the time. And so it, it allowed us, I think, to, to jump into it a little bit more quickly, maybe than, than some teams when, when they're having a transition. We knew a lot of the players, obviously, knew a lot of the coaches had those relationships. And so it helped us get off to a fast start.
0: Let's uh, go back to the here and now. You are, of course, coming off one of the best seasons in TCU history. You've got the playoff appearance, a playoff win, and the opportunity to play in a national championship game. I mean, when you talk to prospects and when you visit those living rooms, how much of a boost in recruiting have you felt from the past season's success?
1: Yeah, I think it's like anything else. It gets you into into the conversation and some doors are open to us. And... What we've got to do now is do a great job of building those relationships and, um, and, and do a great job of, of being thorough through the recruiting process, you know, getting to know, know the players, family, the coaching staff, everybody that's part of the decision-making process. And uh, but it certainly does open doors, certainly gives you some access to, to players maybe you didn't have access to in the past. And, and now you have to go work just like everybody else does to, to again, build those relationships and build that trust.
0: Yeah, we saw it. Uh, reap Benefits, your 2023 class, per our rankings, was TCU's best ever. So as you look back and evaluate this group of signees, how did this class meet your goals for what you wanted to accomplish in this cycle?
1: Well, one of the things we talk about all the time is really trying to recruit a football team. So if you look at this class, really with the exception of the quarterback position, that's what we were able to go out and do. Um, You know, we signed uh, a really strong wide receiver class, a strong offensive line class, a strong running back class. I think one of the big strengths in in this, you know, we are able to sign – some big long athletic guys on our front, some good linebackers and certainly a, a lot of players on the back end And so as I said other than uh, the not really finding a quarterback uh, this year not signing one this year, we went out, we were able to, to address the, the those needs that we have and that's one of the things we we try to do every year is go out and say okay you know we want to make sure that we get a tight end we want to make sure that we get a couple of wide receivers, we want to get different types of backs. Uh, year to year, sometimes faster guys, sometimes bigger guys, sometimes a combination of both and, and do a good job of, of making sure that we have players of different body types and different skill sets that play the same position. And, and that's one thing that's always important to us. And we were excited about that group. We think we have some guys that could come in and make a difference. We're really excited about, about the entire group.
0: You mentioned this wide receiver group in particular. Cordell Russell is someone I'm sure you're excited about. I'm excited to see him in your offense. I mean, he was one of the most sought after receivers in this past cycle. In your eyes, what type of player are you getting in him? Yeah,
1: the great thing about Cordell is he graduated in, in December and so he's on our campus working out with us right now. And you know, the my, my favorite uh, characteristic of Cordell's is he has a burning desire to go make plays, and catch the football. I think that's one of the things that really separates the great receivers from the good ones is just how they compete when the ball's in the air. Cordell is elite at doing that. He's, he's a big, long, athletic guy that's got great body control and has an ability to come down with those 50-50 balls. But the thing he does the best is just compete really hard. I mean, he's a tough-minded kid, really, really loves to to, to compete hard and to, to fight when the ball's in the air. You know, he views it as his ball and A lot of times that's a quarterback's best friend is you have a receiver that you know. If you give him an opportunity to to make plays, he's somehow going to make them. And Cordell's done that um, as a high school player. We certainly hope he can transition here at TCU. Yeah,
0: and he was one of just 19 high school recruits you signed from the state of Texas. We mentioned just the great impact of recruiting there. I mean, how much of an emphasis do you and your staff put on not just recruiting that DFW area, but the entire talent-rich state of Texas?
1: Yeah, we're really fortunate here at TCU to be in one of the great areas uh, in college or in high school athletics, really, in in the country. I mean, there's more – there's a lot of, of outstanding uh, high school football players in DFW, obviously, in, in this part of North Texas getting into Louisiana and Oklahoma as well. And so it gives us an opportunity to, to go recruit some of the very best players in the country. And, and we feel like the DFW, when you look at it and the kind of high school coaches we have in the area and the way these players get developed, we feel like it's probably the most talent-rich recruiting area uh, because these guys – oftentimes come in and they're ready to play. They've been in great strength programs. They've been training in fantastic facilities. They've played in big ball games in front of big crowds, and, and they've been really, really coached well, and they, they enjoy playing the game. And so uh, th- we feel like that's a huge advantage for us to, to have an opportunity to recruit in our own backyard and then also go uh, across the state of Texas. We've signed some players from the down to South Texas, the Houston area, and out in West Texas as well. And the great thing about Texas, there's fantastic high school football all over the state.
0: Certainly helps. Uh, You got some big changes, though, in the Big 12 this upcoming season, adding BYU, Houston, UCF and Cincinnati to the fold. So how do you foresee the expansion of the conference affecting your recruiting footprint? We mentioned the Texas side of things, but how much bigger does that map need to get?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it it, it potentially opens up some uh, opportunities for us, maybe in Florida a little bit. Um, As I said earlier, the great thing is we really just have to focus on recruiting our own backyard. I feel like that those teams will would certainly gain an edge when it comes to recruiting, being able to say that they're going to play a number of games in Texas moving forward. And if you're a team like BYU and you recruit, recruit primarily out west, you know now all of a sudden you can get into Texas a little bit more. And they've had success obviously ever, and guys like that in the state of Texas in the past. but but I think it probably opens the door for, for some additional schools to get into Texas. I think it certainly uh, helps Houston and the city of Houston, you know having that big 12 logo. I think will improve their recruiting as well. And I think it'll probably open some more doors for us in Houston as well. So, you know, I think, uh, I, I think the state's always heavily recruited. There's tremendous competition for the best high school players in Texas. There always has been, there always will be. And, you know, it's going to be fun to see how some of these recruiting battles play out.
0: Certainly. Uh, The other side of recruiting these days, though, is the transfer portal. And uh, you've been active there, nine transfers. This past cycle, you had 14 the year before. So what is your strategy for how you use the portal when you're supplementing talent on your roster?
1: Well, I think, I think the great thing that the portal does is that allows you to, to go and maybe when you sit down, you look at your roster and you make projections about, you know, and you look position by position and you say, okay, look, we don't have any senior D linemen this year. Let's see if we can go find somebody to give us some experience and, and fill in and help bring some of these players along. Then you can go out and find somebody. I think, you know, we're, we're going to be a program that always builds our team around high school recruiting. I just think that's the best long-term way to do it. But we've certainly had some success. Uh, you know, using the portal in the past. And, you know, it gives you great access to bring in guys that can make a difference for you. And you look at our team this year, you know, we uh, some of those players that we took out of the portal really made a difference. It helped us get into the, the Big 12 championship game and helped us to, uh, you know to win a Fiesta Bowl and, and play for a national championship. And so, you know, that's going to be critically important to us moving forward, making sure that we do a good job in the portal. Uh, but we, we we see it as an opportunity really to fill in uh, some of the gaps where we have them in our roster.
0: I think we can uh, all pretty much agree that December was a wild month in the sport. We've got the first portal window opening, the early signing period was happening, and of course you guys were preparing for a college football playoff appearance. I mean, I can't imagine how exhausting it was to balance all of these things. And of course, because of that, discussion of making adjustments to the calendar really heating up. So what are your thoughts on the current recruiting calendar as it is now?
1: Yeah, you know, there's not a really uh, an easy way to do it. I think Uh, I think what you have to do in some ways is almost push high school recruiting back a little bit. You know, I've always been a big believer in in an early signing period. And I think you can continue to do that, maybe have a a July signing period and then make the second period in February. Um, And so that, you know, you can recruit some of the transfer portal guys in December as they go into the portal and, and a little bit in that first week in January and, and have some official visits some time with those players. Also I think it allows you to to spend more time with your current players in your roster, which I think is critically important. That you have a, a, an opportunity to sit down with your current players and just say, okay, look, here's here's what we see for, for you moving forward and and uh and, and have a chance to lay out your vision for their career and their development, which I believe is really, really important. And, and so I do think that we have to do something to to try to lessen uh, some of the uh, stress maybe that, that coaches and players and everybody are under in December um, and, and push some of that, maybe the high school recruiting, as I said, to, to February and some of it forward, some of it backwards and, and let guys decide early if they want to and go ahead and sign in, in, in July and then let the ones that want to wait, you know, sign it only in February. I think that's probably the thing that makes the most sense and, and would probably give coaches, players and everybody a little bit of relief.
0: I do not envy the decision makers and those that have to try to figure out how to balance all of that. Uh, finally, as you begin spring ball, I mean, how do you continue the momentum from this past season's success?
1: Well, the biggest thing we have to do is just continue to, to develop our players. I mean, we've got to. We feel like we have a strong roster. Uh, we feel like that. You know, we probably need to add a couple of transfers at one or two positions uh, when the May transfer portal opens up. But we really feel like we have we have a, an opportunity to have a good team this year. It's going to be important for us to have a good spring. We have to. Have some players that are a little bit inexperienced step up and fill some big holes that were, you know, that were occupied by really, really good players in the past. And, you know, for us, it's going to be about continuing to build continuity, uh, develop some of those young players that we signed last year. You know, we've got a a number of freshmen that, that reported early and some transfers as well and get those guys ingrained in our program. and and create competition, because I think that's the, the biggest thing that we can do is create more and more competition for spots. And that always brings out the best in everybody.
0: Coach, appreciate you uh, joining the show. And uh, thank you again for your time.
1: Yeah, no, appreciate you having me. Thanks so much.